This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Cultivating Convos. I'm Megan Hirschbarger, and I just gave myself a news countdown to start this recording. And I'm still laughing. I'm like <laughs> silently laughing over here. I'm like, Shelby Croft. Shelby Croft, of course, with me and knows exactly what I did. I do. I do. As you were counting down, I'm like, this isn't a live shot, Megan. We're not recording <laughs> something. This isn't a stand up. Just for quick so. reference, every time we record our, our voices for news, I would you have to count yourself down to give your photographer just a bit of space, right? <laughs> Three, two, one. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of, in our little yes. segment here where we talk about what's kind of going on in our worlds at ODA, um, I I hearkened back to media today and it was very fun. Yes. I I had a very fun little presentation that I got to do. Uh, the Corn and Wheat Association uh, has a leadership program and they did some media training with them today and they had me on to talk about kind of what goes on in a newsroom and kind of the shift from uh, news to comms. And it was really fun. It was really, yeah. um, it was fun to kind of talk about things. They did put me on the spot though. And Megs, I couldn't come up with an answer to this. Oh no, what'd they ask? They, they wanted to know uh, some of my best interviewees. Ooh. And, and here's the thing, and I don't know if you found this. That's but tough. It was never it was never like someone who was famous or big or whatever. It was always those little characters that you just aimlessly met for whatever random reason. Well, it's true. You meet everybody and anybody under the sun. And I would say just about everybody's a great interview. What I would say. Yeah. About five percent it's like pulling teeth, but <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> I still remember my first, I think it was one of my, I started out in Hastings, Nebraska, and the first week I was there, I was sent out to cover like a fire in a person's yard, and here he was just burning stuff, burning. and this man says to me, every time I'm burning unmentionables, y'all come out here. <laughs> uh -huh. That is like burned in my mind, burning unmentionables. <laughs> and there you go. That's good. Um, I, I don't know. That's a tough question to answer, though. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I did get five minutes when I was working in Omaha, Nebraska with Warren Buffett. Really? So that was really cool. He was great too. He was sipping a, I think an orange juice or a Coke. I don't remember. He, he had, he had <laughs> drinks in his hand that of course he owns stock in. So, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. an awesome one. All um, right. Talking about uh, TV, we had an exciting thing happen today in our office. Oh my gosh. So for those who are listening, we, of course, put out a bunch of videos all the time. Um, I've been using a camera. <laughs> oh, God, I don't even I don't know how old that is, but it's old. It's I don't even know. Ten, well, I, I, more than 10, I'd say, because I my iPhone. Would you say? I thought we had figured it out one day. But I, we, we did. Model. It's it's old. Okay. People, yeah. it's old. old. <laughs> um, so I have really been trying to shoot most of my videos off of my iPhone because the quality is, is so great. And I wish we could show you a side by side <laughs> of what the camera looks like compared to the iPhone. So uh, Shelby, the awesome boss that she is, was like, we're getting a new camera. This is happening. Like, let's please do this. And we got it today. We're, we're so pumped. I can't <laughs> wait. 
I am so excited. Can't give me credit. I ran that one up the chain, so we need to. <laughs> well, the first OK had to come me. from you, so we're good to go. Um, very excited to use that. I'm charging the battery as we speak, so I'm going to turn that thing on in a little bit. I was going to say, whoever is at ODA today, but they better watch out because they're going to get interviewed. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roam the halls and see what I can, uh, who I can find. Tracy, beware. Renee. <laughs> Watch yourself. Renee is here. She's dumb. <laughs> Renee is going to be the first victim. I guarantee it. <laughs> please, please. No, that's the thing too. When you have a camera in your hand, everybody runs. <laughs> that is the truth. So, all right. So we are, let's, uh, let's just about get into, we're going to talk about H2 Ohio today. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Megs. Now is time for, I guess, the heart of our program. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, we've got an important member of ODA's H2 Ohio team with us today, Terry Mesher. Terry, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, good day and thanks for having me. Good day, sir. We also have a H2 Ohio farmer out of Putnam County, and he also wears many, many hats, mm -hmm. including on-camera personality. We have Jeff Dooling with us today. Hello. Hi, Jeff. Yes. Jeff, uh, not only a farmer uh, enrolled in H2Ohio, obviously, he's uh, on the Putnam County Soil and Water Conservation District Board uh, Supervisor and uh, first vice president of the Ohio Federation of Soil and Water Conservation Districts. So right. great resume, Jeff. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Great to be here. Right. <laughs> now well, I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Je Jeff has warned us that we're in trouble, that we've let him on the program, but well, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I have high hopes for this one. I, uh, so obviously we're talking an update on H2 Ohio, a subject we absolutely love to talk about, and there are always things happening, things going on. Um, right now, uh, Terry, why don't you start off and just kind of tell us about the in-person meetings that are happening for producers right now? Yeah, sure. So uh, right now uh, we've got uh, several meetings uh, scheduled across the WLAB expansion. Uh, project area. That's a 10 county area on the east end of the Western Lake Erie Basin. Uh, we're having some in-person meetings for producers um, to go through a couple things. Um, one is, is to, to talk to them about phase one, um, the development of the nutrient management plans, develop or uh, deadlines to submit those, and uh, the fact that they need to keep working on those to get those submitted and improved. And then also within those meetings, we're talking a little bit about uh, the phase two signups. Um, we're going to be entering phase two sign up, which allows producers to sign up for um, H2 Ohio practices across those 10 counties for uh, the 2023, 24 and 25 crop years. So um, with that sign up, we'll have producers starting those BMPs this fall um, uh, before next year's crop and, and uh, planting starts. So pretty exciting time. We got uh, 16 of those meetings scheduled total um, and they, they started actually last week and they'll be running through uh, the third week of February, if memory serves. So a lot of a lot of folks, a lot of interest right now. And Jeff, you've been involved in H2 Ohio really from the beginning. And in fact, you have, I think, several more than five practices going um, on your operation right now. Can you talk about how things are going and, and what it's been like for you? Yeah, um, I guess, you know, me being no-till and everything, I've do a lot of these and i work for the fertilizer industry for 20 years so uh, soil sampling grid sampling i've been a big promoter of that all the way along so and uh being with the federation soil and water you know i know that th what's going on at the lake so 
this H2O Ohio program is phenomenal. I mean, as a soil and water board member, we always tried to figure out how to get farmers to come in that door and you just couldn't figure it out. You know, it just, you got farmers just won't, don't want to come for some reason. And when this program came into inflammation, we had that first meeting there at Lipsick and holy moly, what did we have? 430 some farmers show up, just blew me away. When the director drove up and she couldn't find a parking spot, you know, everybody says because we had good food but there was something you know it, this was a, this is amazing program so uh i mean you know we've got some grumblings out there it's extra work you know my staff is phenomenal at putman county you know they did a work through this you know we had to do some talking i visited with them there was a couple few days every day just to calm them down you know but we made it through it and <clears throat> And now we, I just, we had a soil and water meeting this morning and talked about the second we left the next group of farmers in, we had 34 farmers. I thought maybe we'd get five. And here we had 34 farmers sign up. I didn't get the wow. acres, but it amounted like $530,000 for these 34 farmers. So this is a, it brings some money into Putnam County. It's awesome. Yeah, holy moly, it's exactly right. You know, Megs yeah. and I uh, and Lauren uh, were, and Katie, who's on here also, we're all, we all went to some of those meetings yes. initially. And I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people. I mean, we, it was so amazing uh, to see, yeah. uh, just to see the interest and to see that interest continue. So, um, you know, now having these in-person meetings again that we're, we're able to do, it's, I, I guess, Jeff, what would you say to the farmers who are having a tough time getting themselves through that door? What, what would you say to them? To go to these well, I had today particularly we had a farmer good friend of mine that didn't sign up again so I made the phone call I want to know why why you know and you know he he loved the small grains program the few years ago we had it was simple you know very simple and I mean he he does everything I feel right he's got manures he's got the animal manures he's got the cover crops I still didn't get the question why he didn't I think it's just it's extra work, you know, and it is for me too. I stumble once in a while too with these voluntary nutrient management plans, but I can do them, you know, I just, but I'm used to having my agronomist or my fertilizer dealer do the, you know, the uh, grid sampling and then he just takes care of it from there. Well, here now I'm trying to save some money. So I'm doing the VNMP myself. So actually it's made me sit down and study my soil samples a heck of a lot better. And uh, so I, you know, I, I do it every morning. I, if there's how many mornings I sat here and put the extra effort into it, but hey, it's a lot of money, you know, and it's given me a chance to actually like, we'll probably talk about it. Some of the things I'm doing different, you know, you know, you get in a rut on certain things, planting cereal rye forever. And, you know, I'm looking at ways of getting my cover crop out there earlier. So, but no, I'll, I'll try to figure out how to, we can get these other farmers signed up, you know, try to work with that's that's what's nice about this program I think it can maybe change you know to the what the farmer we can't keep doing the same thing we've been doing you know so I just find that's why I gotta get through that to the farmers heads right now just we gotta change so yeah and I think H2 Ohio is really about you know farmers trying some new approaches maybe getting some new technology right. and that's what that you know payment incentive is for um Terry can you can you talk about that also 
Well, I, I think <clears throat> exactly that's that's kind of one of the main thrusts of H2 Ohio. I mean, the purpose of H2 Ohio is, is load reductions, primarily phosphorus going into Lake Erie. But, you know, one of the things that that, you know, Jeff and I talked about, along with a whole bunch of other folks from the conservation districts, is is that really we want to set the programs, the program up so that it allows farmers to be innovative, allows them to, to try new things. Um, and, and provide them a little bit of cash to maybe offset some of that nervousness, some of the cost and and potentially some of the production losses. So I think one of the really exciting things and, and I'm, I'm going to uh, maybe uh, ask Jeff a question, but as we look at uh, next spring, you know, with the manures and some of those sort of things and input costs, the, the price of nitrogen, the price of phosphorus is, oh gosh, double or triple what it was last year. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things with the manure incorporation and some of these nutrient management plans. I think we're going to have a lot of folks that are really, really looking at that and and really looking at their input costs for that next year's crop saying, do I need the fertilizer? How does this work? How can I take the nutrients that I got in manures or elsewhere and stretch them as far as I can? So I think that's all of these things are are one of or, or the things that we were really shooting for with H2 Ohio. Um, you know, Jeff said it a couple times, you know, everybody gets stuck in a rut. You know, we, we're going to have to change long term um, to meet uh, Ohio's expectations and, and uh, everybody's expectations on Lake Erie. So I think this is a, a great program to do that. Now, certainly over the last two years, we've learned a lot. We've we've learned a lot about program management. We've learned a lot about program implementation and and uh, <clears throat> it's been a great learning process. I wish we would have had some of that education before we started, Jeff, but Right. <laughs> <laughs> learn, yeah. learn, as you, learn as you go, right? <laughs> That's yep. correct. Yep. So, Terry, you know, you brought up innovation, and I know you want to touch on new technologies. So, why don't you take it away with that? Well, some of the the new technologies that we're looking at, and and I don't know that they're new technologies or or more confidence in in adopting some of them, but uh, you know, with the Menor Incorporation um, practices, uh, Glenn Arnold with Extension has been uh, taking adv advantage of that nitrogen in manure, um, trying to side dress it, um, going on to a growing corn crop. And I can remember eight, nine years ago, the first time he proposed that, uh, he got a lot of cross-eyed looks, a lot of cross-eyed looks. Um, but, you know, they've been doing uh, demonstrations on that. He's been doing plot studies for that, I think, for nine years now. And, I, you know, Glenn has shown that it can be done. It is, it is more work. It is more management time required. But, uh, you know, on the upside of it, if you look at the overall economics at the farm level, it's great economics as far as uh, input costs and the overall return on it. Um, so that's that's one thing that we're really trying to get out there. Some of the other things that that I've seen is you know equipping some of the equipment with with uh, new technology. We've got several folks out there that have have put uh, variable rate GPS technology on their corn planter. So you know they are variable rating every nutrient that goes on and some of those planters are are changing the seed population per acre as they go through that field on the corn it's just an amazing amount of technology i was talking to a producer that was in uh, hardin county and uh, he came into the program skeptical and and he's still a little bit skeptical on on whether or not we're going to achieve some of the nutrient reductions that we're after but he told me he said you know just in the reduced fertilizer prices he had last spring on the acres that he planted he he'll he'll pay for all the technology that he brought onto his farm in two years just on the fertilizer costs and, and the reduction in the fertilizer costs. So it's it's an amazing when you start to look at those numbers. Yeah, I would just to get back to Glenn, he has some really great drone video footage of that manure incorporation. And we did um and one of our H2 Ohio videos that we do monthly 
um, with Glenn. So um, if you're wanting to learn more about that, of course, um, watch that video or head to H2Ohio uh, website to learn more. We also have a video of Jeff. We do, yeah. and it's really good. <laughs> you can find all that on our YouTube channel too. Yeah. Let's put that you out. talk about Glenn. I, I started with Glenn nine, probably nine, 10 years ago. He used my manure tanker and actually ended up buying it. But yeah, that technology there. And that's where I'm going to this spring, because we didn't get manure hauled. We didn't get my tank. You know, my pits are full, getting full. And looking at nitrogen prices, I am going to uh, probably top dress some wheat. You know, I got some wheat that I did not put no starter on yet. And my uh, my applicator, Jamie Otto, he's got a manure tanker. We got a, it's called a grassland ap applicator. It qualifies for the incorporation. It's just, we're going to go into standing wheat here in the next couple months here and apply manure as top dress. And I did it years back, you know, sprayed it on top. I did some spirit and had great yields, you know, with my wheat. So, I am going to do quite a bit of it this spring. So I think it's a good idea. So, but yeah, Glenn's got a lot of good ideas out there. Just the limiting thing is compaction. You know, that's the whole problem with this haul manure, so. And, and let's talk cover crops. I know Terry, you wanted to kind of bring up timing and weather and that sort of thing and, and talk about it. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, Jeff can attest to this, but uh, you know, we had to, the farther north in Ohio you go, the the wetter the the fall was, and and you know for the little bit of corn that I have out there, from from the farm science review, the end of September all the way through till the end of the year, there wasn't a good time to harvest. Um, I think around here we had an extraordinarily dry summer, but all through harvest everybody was cleating in in their fields, and and really it was a detriment to the program overall because I think we got a lot of cover crops here this year that probably weren't didn't get planted you know we went ahead and we extended the deadline um two weeks to give producers a little bit additional time to get them planted but i think as we as we look into get our returns back and, and verify our practices next year i think we'll see some of that you know wet fall and what the implication was on our cover crop acres but that said i think that's going to move us at ODA to, to look at and to encourage and figure out ways where we can get some of those cover crops put out there a little bit earlier. Um, and I know Jeff uh, had done some interseeding where I think Jeff, you were applied your cover crop seed somewhere there at, at side dress time. And I guess I was really interested to see how that worked, get your opinion on it, what it looks like now, because boy, at harvest, that was an awful good stand of, of cover crops within the, those fields that you did that. Yes, it was. Uh, <clears throat> it was, took a little planning. I've been experimenting with this for a few years now, but uh, if you guys come around my farm, you're going to realize I'm a tight person. <laughs> That's what happens, see? But no, uh, I uh, before I make an investment in a piece of equipment, and these cover crops, strip-till rigs, I'm on my fourth strip-till rig, you know, so I'm not afraid to invest money in stuff that I know will work. But this interseeding thing is, it's kind of take some planning, you know, everybody, you know, with me, lucky I've been in the fertilizer industry and spraying chemicals for years. I know what labels say, you know, a lot of these chemical companies do not want to spend money on labels to make them say you can plant a cover crop three weeks after we spray these chemicals on. But I think that's a big hang up with interseeding. People get hung up on putting these corn chemicals out there, but uh, I learned what to do, know what works. I mean, it takes, rainfall to make this interseeding work you know so but 
all I did was I rented my local fertilizer company. Both couple of them got them. They're this regular field spreaders that go down 30 inch corn rows. And I used a, a carrier, fertilizer carrier, 100 pounds of ammonium sulfate. In our area, we need sulfur. So ammonium sulfate has sulfur. It doesn't volatize like urea does. So if it doesn't rain, it will stick around. But that way I got some more nitrogen out there. I got some sulfur out there, but I used it for a carrier for the my annual rye. I put like 15 pounds of annual rye, uh, some rape, a couple pounds of rape, a couple pounds of radishes. But I've had experiment on what cover crops will work. Cereal rye will not work. It can't tolerate being without sun. Once it sprouts, it's got to keep growing. Annual rye, radish, rape, they go dormant. So once you get them sprouted and the corn canopy's over, that cover just sits there. It was amazing. Terry was up how many times we looked at, we took pictures, just sat there. And then once harvest come around, it you know got sunlight and exploded. I just took some pictures this morning again and sent them to Terry. I don't know if he's seen them yet, but I sent you some pictures of what it looks like with this cold weather. But uh, yeah, I am sold on it. Next year, I think every acre of my corn is going to be interseeded at V4. But you know, I haven't got it. I've been looking at a toolbar. I just can't come to grips yet to spend that money because I there's I want when I get a toolbar, I want to do other things too. So, but uh, but no, if anybody ever wants to talk about interseeding at V4, I'm sold on it, and I will I'll take them out and show it to them because I did have to do some airplane work this year, and even with all the rain we had, my airplane still didn't fly any cereal ride. Just didn't do as don't look as good as what this interseeding does so but it's a different animal you know i'm still learning so that's what's what's fun about farming you're always learning so trying new things we do a video of the well video thanks to you jeff of the airplane <laughs> going okay. over your your crops i feel like so jeff is this what you bring up at cocktail parties uh sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i feel jeff like it's going I feel like he's yeah, the person that went to corner at a cocktail I, party. When we, yeah, when we go out, my wife asks me, "We got how many acres we got farmed?" You know, it's usually an 80 acres or 120 acres. Anybody knows me, I love I love talk about farming. So <laughs> it's always amazing to me how you know when you when you really start talking to a farmer, how much of a science it is. It's such a science, you know. You know, I've got my seventh grader complaining about you know, her science tests and whatever. I'm like, seriously, someday you are going to use this. You really will. <laughs> this is proof. I'm going to have her listen to this. <laughs> have her come up with a nutrient management plan. We'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see how she does. <laughs> Extra credit. I like that. I'll, I will be the first one to tell her, pay attention to school, because I hated school. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. They asked me if I was going to college. I said, holy shit. But after oh I got gosh. out and I started working at a fertilizer plant, I got my CCA. Everybody thought there's no way this farmer is going to get a CCA certified crop advisor. And I got it, you know, but, and I, I wish I would, I want to have paid attention more in school, but you know, just the way things go. But. Well, everybody has their own path. It's working yeah. out for you. Jim. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> anything else you guys want to talk about anything doesn't even have to be h2 ohio i really like jeff's beanie that he's got on right now that's a sharp hat that he's got on Thank you, yeah, gracious water <laughs> conservation districts the whole deal so nice 
the other day we had a meeting down at uh, Columbus. It was before or after Christmas there, and she tried to give me a vest. You know, I'm I I don't wear vests. I said, give me a tassel cap and a heavy Carhartt coat. I said, that's me. You know, <laughs> no puffer vests like the, those. Keep yeah, warm. Matt Matt Peart and Chris Schwartz, they're the vesty people. I said, you know, <laughs> you look at me and me and Bob Short. We're not we ain't wearing no vests. <laughs> Hashtag Vesties. Yeah, so, we're not Vesties. <laughs> but Jeff, I don't think you understand. Our entire H2 Ohio team has a nice vest. That's what she uh yeah, I'm not <laughs> well, usable. You won't so. do it. <laughs> You're not allowed in the club, Jeff. You're just yeah. not allowed in the club. Yeah. <laughs> like I told I told them guys and they wanted me to be on the Federation. I said, You're gonna wish you'd have never done this. <laughs> I'm changing the standards here. <laughs> One of these kids is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yep. So, no, it's fun. I've got a lot of friends. I'm glad I'm, you know, people say, why do you do it? You know, there's no, there's no money involved, you know, and that I got, I would never got to meet you people, you know, it's just, it's fun. I got people all over the country. I get to talk to and enjoy what I do. So. Very cool. Well, Lauren and I had a blast, I will say, uh, roaming around in Jeff's uh, sunflower fields and corn fields and everything in between. Well, come come up when it's nicer out planting time or something like that. You know, it's just the other day they who was up. Somebody interviewed me. Oh, I, I shouldn't tell you, but I won the Ohio Master Farmer Award now. So, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, so how Farmer was here interviewed me. It's got to be every time they come to interview me, it's got to be the coldest dang day out there, you know. So if you see this video, it's the same coat I've been wearing since for four years, the same interviews. It's freezing out. I'm wearing this Carhartt coat. We'll come out when it's warmer so you can get a different outfit on camera. Yeah. We'll we'll let you make a fashion statement. No vests. No vest. Yeah, don't give me a vestie. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. We always like to talk about H2 Ohio and uh, you know, we're happy you guys are willing. No problem. Anytime. Hey, thanks for asking us. That's great. Okay, Megs, before before we wrap up here, uh, we really want to hear from people. We do. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, tips, tricks, recipes <laughs> i could go on uh please send us an email we we really do want to hear from you we want to know what's going on um or what we could talk about on our podcast so you can shoot us an email at agr communications at agri.ohio.gov i know she's a mouthful <laughs> but send her in you 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 kind of sounded like the home shopping network to begin with. <laughs> I feel like you can pitch a product. <laughs> Whoa, trust me. It'll be Ohio proud if I do. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Putting in a plug. Yeah, so sure. send us an email, get it to us, and uh, we'll chat about it. Yeah, we definitely want, we want to hear from people. What What do you want to hear about? What, you know, what can we talk about? What guests can we bring on? Let us know. Katie and Lauren, do you have any parting thoughts today? I want some new recipes. Send in those recipes. I could I, like I could go for that for sure. <laughs> Jokes right. are also Katie. accepted. 
I've been cracking up on my end at the entire episode today. You guys, what an amazing conversation. We're starting out the year strong, I feel like. Definitely. Yeah. No, you don't get characters like Jeff Dooling every day. He's he's a he's a good egg. Jeff is great. Terry was awesome. Love those guys. Yes. Jeff, I'll be your vestie anytime. I just need to add that. <laughs> I can't believe he doesn't wear a vest. Those are great. Um, what did I wear a couple years ago? Who did I look like, Shelby? Aunt Marty McFly. She walked in the office. You know what? Let me find that, and we may we may actually post that. With, no, 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 that cannot surface. No, I, no, I no. couldn't even I couldn't even believe you were Marty McFly when you walked in. I'm like, how to did you a not? Tea. <laughs> to a the tea, Marty McFly. The jeans, the boots, the shirt. Hashtag let's see the DeLorean. To the yeah, let's just get the DeLorean, <laughs> and you're good to go. Oh man! All right. Well, let's uh, wrap it up this week. Thank you all out there for listening. Please send us some feedback and we'll see you back here next week. Until next time. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.